the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. What difference at this point does it make? Oh, shut up. If you've got health insurance, you can keep it. If you like your health care plan, you will keep your plan. If you've got health insurance, you like your doctor, you like your plan, you can keep your doctor, you can keep your plan. I'm as bad as hell, but I'm not going to take this anymore. Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite IE Radio. It's Saturday at 4 o'clock, and we are officially the number one conservative talk radio show in our market, in our time slot, Don. We are indeed, Greg. It's great to be with you again. That is Greg Britton, who is the cabinet member and leader of the Redlands Tea Party Patriots. I'm Don Dix, the leader of the local chapter of Act for America in Corona. And we have... A, a, we have what will become, I think, one of the best shows of the year because of we the guests that week. we have on. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're in constant promotion mode, but we have someone on the line that has become, uh, you know, really sort of sort of a, a folk hero, but also a modern day folk hero, but also a freedom fighter and a patriot that should be a household name for everybody concerned about the future of the country. Uh, she has uh, exemplified a lot of what we talk about here on the show. The most important political office is that of private citizen. And she has certainly embodied that along with so much more. Let's tell the, let's tell our folks a little bit about her background. Sure. The, the person, she's Chris Ann Hall. Well, she started out, she was a prosecutor in Florida. Yes. Doing things that prosecutors do. That's right. And she thought that she would actually do something radical like teach the Constitution off work, off work premises on her own time. And her employer, for some reason, objected to that. And sought to fire her for, for doing that. She ran into a little bit of trouble there. And since then, we'll hear a little bit about that case and her start. Uh, she's an attorney, a former prosecutor, as you mentioned, uh, fired for teaching the Constitution to Tea Party groups. Uh, she is a disabled veteran of the U.S. Army. She's a Russian linguist. She's a mom. She's a pastor's wife and a patriot. Chris Ann Hall, welcome to the Unite Inland Empire radio program a real pleasure to be with you guys. I just want you to know that I, as I travel around the country, I, I teach about 265 classes in 22 states every year, and I'm excited to teach, uh, to, to actually speak uh, with some real conservative-minded people from SoCal, because the rest of the country doesn't believe you exist. I know, right? I tell, yeah, no, I tell people, I actually taught outside of L.A., a couple of classes outside of L.A., and some of the most rabid uh, patriots that I know live in Northern California, and in the same with New York. I just finished teaching in about uh, about ten days, uh, a ten day tour in New York State, and most people think, who could you possibly teach in New York and California? But you know what the deal is? Is that the people who uh, he, here's here's my little theory on this. Sure, persecution wakes up liberty in the hearts and the minds and the souls of the people. 
and you guys in New York and California uh, are suffering from some of the greatest persecutions, so it's only natural that you would have some of the greatest awakenings. I'm about to teach for another 10 days in uh, Oregon and Washington State, and it's the same there. These people are being tired, are, are very tired of being ruled over by government and by the federal government as well. Sure, but it, it, it awakes the passion for liberty in some, probably a small minority of the people. As you probably know, only 3% of the adult males of military age during the Revolutionary War actually served in the, Revolution, in the, in the Continental Army. So it's it only a small number, but sometimes only a small number is what you need. Right. Well, and it wasn't just those 3% who were fighting for our liberty. I mean, we had a a large uh, and organized contingency of women who uh, General Cornwallis knew to be one of the greatest threats to the British troops. A soldier came to Cornwallis one day uh, just frustrated at the fight that they were in, and he said, you know, we, we may defeat these rebel men, but then we will still have the women to deal with. Because the women were were mounting their own battles. Their battles were economic. They were refusing to comply with the government's mandated purchases, refusing to uh, buy any English-made goods, making an open protest of that, and then traveling around the country teaching each other how to make linen out of flax and wool, how to make tea out of sassafras and raspberry, and how to live off their natural resources rather than be subject to the uh, government mandate. And then you had those who were not able to fight, who pledged their fortunes, and how many of them started off with money and ended in nothing in poverty. Our lives, our fortune, and our sacred honor. And of course, the pastors were instrumental in mobilizing for the patriot cause during the Revolutionary War, so much so that they were, British called them the black-robed regiment. That's right. That's right. Well, and, and you know, we were still in an era where where the churches were a very powerful entity, and uh, people understood the real uh, application of separation of church and state. Separation of church and state for centuries has meant that government has no business in your church. It's only been since our most recent bout with educational ignorance that we've come to believe that separation of church and state means that God has no business in public conversation. So churches were where the meetings took place, and churches were where the, were historically where the political discussions took place. Government wasn't allowed there, but the people were allowed to, to discuss politics. And so our pastors and our church leaders were very politically active. Some of um, uh, many of them were the political leaders in the communities. We have some very active church leaders out here. Uh, Pastor Jack Hibbs, who spoke at our conference. Uh, Father Josiah Trenum, who's the uh, pastor at the local St. Andrew's Orthodox Christian Church. And that is so important that the that the Christians are inspired to stand up for their values in the public square and in the political realm. And I don't see that. I mean, that that's just not happening. And I think that's one of the areas that we've kind of ceded back to the to the left and to the uh, progre- forces of the progressive left. Don't do you see it that way, Chrisanne? Well, you know, it's. If we could just rescue people from the uh, manipulative educational system that we have now, if we could just simply uh, start changing the narrative that is dictated in the media, 
we we would be able to impart a, a greater knowledge than than our framers ever had the ability to impart amongst each other. I mean, look at the technology that we have. It's just simply amazing. And the problem is, is that we have become a, t- a, technolo- uh, a technology-addicted society who, who, who unfortunately can't think beyond 140 characters and, and are, are ruled by headlines. And, and, and that's part of what we need to do, and that's where the churches need to become involved as well. It's I, educating on truth and changing the narrative. You're absolutely right. Speaking of technology, we got to take a break here. I'm gonna uh, want to make sure people know how to get connect with you. We're speaking to Chris Ann Hall. She is a constitutional attorney, author, and educator. Uh, you can find out more of her work uh, at her website, a very robust website. She's got books listed there that she's written. You can connect with her YouTube videos there. It's Chris Ann with an E Hall. K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E Hall.com We will be back with more with Chris Ann Hall and a warning that has to do with a president's birthday that happened this week. Back with Chris Ann Hall after a message from Ed Hoffman of Wholesale Capital Corporation, sponsor of this half of Unite IE Radio, the place to go for your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. More with Chris Ann Hall after this message. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, president of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lenders. It's all but certain now that we are about to see interest rates begin to rise after several years of being spoiled with historically low interest rates. But don't panic, it's not the end of the world. What it does mean is that if you've been thinking about the purchase of a new home, the purchase of a vacation home or investment property, or if you don't want to buy, but you need to refinance the home, you have to lower the rate, remove the mortgage insurance, or to pull out cash to pay higher interest, higher payment, credit cards, auto loans, or student loan debt. Or if you're a senior and have been considering looking into that reverse mortgage thing that everyone seems to be talking about lately, then call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. I'll run the numbers for you and let you know what all your options are, the pros and cons of each one, and help you steer towards a decision that makes the most sense for you and your family. Once again, the number is 855-640-2020, or get me on the web at wccloans.com. And listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturdays at 9.30 a.m. and 9 o'clock p.m. and Sundays at 4 o'clock, right here on AM 590, The Answer. AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to the United Inland Empire radio program. We have an amazing patriot online with us, uh, Chris Ann Hall. She's an attorney. Uh, She teaches the Constitution around the country to patriots. Along with her YouTube videos, she does amazing work. Chris Ann Hall, you can connect with her at her website, chrisannhall.com. When we were on the break and before we were doing our show prep, you had mentioned that the Department of Homeland Security, well, first of all, it's Thomas Thomas Jefferson's birthday this week. April 13. (laughs) And you had mentioned, we were talking about the principles of the Founding Fathers, and you shared a little tidbit of information with us about the DHS, the DOD, and the DOJ. Why don't you you cue our listeners in on that? Well, uh, the DHS and the DOD have been training our federal employees uh, for quite some time. Back in, uh, I don't know if people remember, but back when Janet Napolitano was head of the Department of Homeland Security, they issued an official report that declared that those who uh, were uh, believed in state rights, those who were returning war veterans, those who uh, had ideologies where they were uh, adamant about certain principles, and they included in this list those who were anti-abortion, 
those who were uh, uh, pro-legal uh, immigration, anti-amnesty. The Department of Homeland Security's official report de de uh, declared that these people were the greatest threat for domestic terrorism. Well, at that time, Congress called Janet Napolitano on the carpet for these statements, declaring that Americans and war veterans were, and Christians were the greatest threat of domestic terrorism. And you know she stood her ground, and Congress did nothing to actually condemn uh, publicly what they said. Recently, the DOD uh, did some uh, EEOC training. And apparently, they got their information from the Southern Poverty Law Center. And in this EEOC training, they were teaching people about extremist ideologies. And this is, this is what they said. They said, nowadays, instead of dressing in sheets or publicly espousing hate messages, many extremists will talk of individual liberties, states' rights, and how to make the world a better place. They said, in U.S. history, there are many examples of extremist ideologies. The colonists who sought to free themselves from British rule and the Confederate states who sought to secede from the northern states are just two examples. So our founders, according to our Department of Defense, fall in the list of violent extremist ideologies that need to be combated in government. And that training, by the way, took place, I think, at Georgetown University, and the assistant attorney general uh, directly under Loretta Lynch is, delivered sort of the keynote address and uh, highlighted the Southern Law Poverty Law Center as an organization that they are literally teaming up with in order to fight hatred in the United States. I remember reading the speech that the guy gave. Well, do you know that I am um, just the most recent published list by the Southern Poverty Law Center? They uh, make a list every year of uh, anti-government extremist groups. This year, they identified 900, well, they made a list of 998 groups for the year of 2015 they identified as anti-government extremist groups. I... I'm on that list. Congratulations. Wow. Hey, if we'd have known yeah, that, we'd have yeah, opened yeah. up the program with that. What a badge of honor. <laughs> how do we, how, how do well, we apply I, to be on the I'm list? The only, I'm the only person on the list. Every other 997 are actually groups. But the, but the Southern Poverty Law Center has identified me, a single person, as, a, as an anti-government extremist group. And so I think it's pretty cool because I'm not a big person, right? The, I, the Army said I was five foot two, but my husband says they lie all the time, too. And so I'm short. I am, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not a, a big person, but I, apparently I'm big enough in the eyes of the Southern Poverty Law Center to be, actually be a group. <laughs> no, the, the Southern Poverty Law Center, as, as our, our listeners may or may not know, is one, it's, it's very far left, and it's really a kind of a scam organization where they, they rank in lots of contributions, from various liberals that want to that feel good about contributing to this organization, and what they do is is they publish these lists of hate groups, neo whatever is, and if you're basically if you're a conservative, you are an, an extremist, you're a racist, you're a neo Nazi, whatever epithets they want to put on that, but it's, but it's really this it's really a scam operation. It is indeed. No, it is. It's a huge fraud because they started off collecting money from people to provide uh, pro bono legal representation 
which is why they're called the Southern Poverty Law Center. Only now they still keep the contributions and they don't offer any legal services at all. Wow. So as a constitutional attorney, teacher, uh, someone that goes around the country, tell us what what issue is getting your attention right now that you want to uh, share our listeners? What is one of the more egregious uh, encroachments on our liberty that's caught your attention? Man, there's a whole list of them. I mean, it's <laughs> where to start, crazy. right? Yeah, where to start? I think uh, I think one of the most encouraging awakenings that we're having is that uh, the people are starting to wake up and want to know more about the federal government's uh, unlawful occupation and management of our lands, and how the Constitution specifically defines the land that the government can own and uh, how far they have surpassed that ownership. And then uh, people are starting to wake up, I think, most uh, encouragingly, is, is that they're waking up to the overreaching power of the judicial system, which is, is always the sort of last area that we really wake up in throughout history. But we have, we have and, and maybe it's the whole land thing that is really starting to wake people up, because it's the Supreme Court and the federal courts that have expanded the uh, authority of the, of the federal government beyond the limits of the Constitution. And so people are starting to look into the courts and realizing that they have themselves surpassed their constitutional boundaries as well. And so it's just really, an, uh, the encouragement is an overall awakening. You know how many people will contact me and say, well, because of what happened in Oregon, I really woke up to what kind of government we have and how forceful they've become. And, and the land issue has, has made a lot of people wake up. Uh, property is, is a limited resource, and watching the government gobble it up illegally is, is, is pretty alarming to people. Definitely want to continue with this discussion after this message from Ed Hoffman of Wholesale Capital Corporation. Again, the place to go for your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. More with Chris Ann Hall after this message. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, president of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lenders. It's all but certain now that we are about to see interest rates begin to rise after several years of being spoiled with historically low interest rates. But don't panic. It's not the end of the world. What it does mean is that if you've been thinking about the purchase of a new home, the purchase of a vacation home or investment property, or if you don't want to buy, but you need to refinance the home, you have to lower the rate, remove the mortgage insurance, or to pull out cash to pay higher interest, higher payment, credit cards, auto loans, or student loan debt. Or if you're a senior and have been considering looking into that reverse mortgage thing that everyone seems to be talking about lately, then call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. I'll run the numbers for you and let you know what all your options are, the pros and cons of each one, and help you steer towards a decision that makes the most sense for you and your family. Once again, the number is 855-640-2020, or get me on the web at wccloans.com. And listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturdays at 9.30 a.m. and 9 o'clock p.m. and Sundays at 4 o'clock, right here on AM 590, The Answer. AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. We are so pleased to have constitutional expert and attorney, patriot activists, and a whole bunch of other things. Chris Ann Hall is our, as our guest today. We just passed uh, this week, uh, April 13th, the 273rd anniversary of Thomas Jefferson's birth. What continuing relevance does Thomas Jefferson have to America today? 
Man, Jefferson had so many warnings for us. I, I, the more I learn about Jefferson, the more I like him. And if we had just simply listened to Jefferson, we wouldn't even have the government today. You know, we talked about how the Supreme Court and the federal courts have taken over uh, the states and the people and all government. Jefferson wrote in 1812, he said, The great object of my fear is the federal judiciary. That body, like a gravity ever acting, with noiseless foot and unalarming advance, gaining ground step by step and holding what it gains, is engulfing insidiously the special governments into the jaws of that which feeds them. Government will become as venal and oppressive as the government from which we separated. Mm. And Jefferson wrote a lot of warnings about the courts. He was very afraid of the courts usurping power. He even said that they would... Uh, advance with a noiseless step over the realm of jurisdiction to overrule the states. Because we don't even know that the states are supposed to be superior to the federal government, uh, unless there's a very specific delegation in the Constitution otherwise. What we have here is a Supreme Court situation has, in essence, they have de facto the ability to amend the Constitution at will. Any five of them can add to or subtract from the Constitution whatever they want. And only the most recent example was making up a constitutional right to gay marriage. And probably the the worst example of totally making up something with absolutely no basis is when they made up a right to abortion back in 1973. And there's... Practically, there's nothing the the other branches can do in response. Well, you know, uh, Jefferson said that uh, impeachment was nothing but a scarecrow to a judge because you would barely find very it would be very difficult to find a politician who would actually impeach a judge just because of the power that they hold. But we have to realize and become acquainted. We have to get reeducated into the power of the people so that we understand that the Supreme Court is just as limited and defined by the Constitution as the executive and the legislative. And Article 6, Section 2 declares the Constitution to be the supreme law of the land, and anything that is not consistent with the Constitution has no law at all. That's, what, that's how Hamilton explained it in Federal 78. And so what we have to realize is that courts don't make rulings, they issue opinions, and that courts don't make law. They can't. That's a violation of separation of powers. That's why people say, oh, Roe v. Wade is the supreme law of the land. No, it's not. There's no law on Roe v. Wade. That was a Supreme Court opinion in a matter that was not delegated to federal jurisdiction. So, therefore, the people in their states have no obligation to actually follow these things when they're not con- consistent with the Constitution. It'd be like your next-door neighbor coming over and looking you in the eye and saying, you have to brush your teeth. So what? Who cares what your next door neighbor says? Because he doesn't have jurisdiction over your teeth. Except and neither does the Supreme Court have jurisdiction over your marriage or your environment or anything like that. Except that they've ruled and the federal government with the federal marshals, with federal court orders, and with the army of necessary is prepared to back that up. So what's the what's the so what's the what's the how how do we constrain the court? I mean, you want a court that says if the government passes a law that says you can't criticize the government, core violation of the First Amendment, mm-hmm. or passes a law tries to pass a law that says we're taking away your guns, violation of the Second Amendment. You want a court system that's going to be able to to address that, but we have one now that can that has is not bound is is not bound by the Constitution. Do you, what's your what what is your opinion or answer? Well, see, what we're dealing with here is a great misconception and uh, misunderstanding of federal power. 
uh, the federal government is like a schoolyard bully, all bark and no bite. And we think that they have these big forces that will come after us. But the truth of the matter is that they rely on co-opting the state and local governments to do their bidding for them. And if the state and local governments stand up for the sovereignty of the states and the rights of the people, the federal government is literally disarmed. We're watching this happen all over the country. You don't get to see it because the media doesn't report it. But we have sheriffs. One sheriff in one county standing up to the USDA and saying, you know what, I'm tired of you harassing our farmers. You are not allowed in my county again, and any USDA agent that enters into my county will be arrested immediately for trespass. And so this is the power we must become reacquainted with. We do have to become reacquainted with it, and we have to have you back on because we are at the end of our time with you. But Chris Ann Hall, thank you so much for joining us and being with us and giving us a glimpse into the power that the people have. Thank you so much. We could well, do this for two for hours. Patriots. <laughs> thank you for being patriots in California. <laughs> we appreciate it. You can find more out about Chris Ann Hall at her website. It's www.chrisannhall.com. And her email address, I mean, sorry, her, her Facebook and her website are chock full of YouTube videos and things that you can find more about her work. Folks, chrisannhall.com. We will be back after this break. I'll keep my freedom. I'll keep my guns. Try to keep my money and my religion too. I watch the news and have to wonder if this country's going crazy. Talk about how much they love it here, but now they want to rearrange it. I'm just your average Joe, and that makes me smart enough to know there's a bunch of us out here that feel the same. Gonna keep our God, our freedom, a little money in the bank. Welcome back to the Unite Inland Empire radio program. My name is Don Dix, and I'm here with my co-host, Greg Britton. And we have on the phone with us right now our second guest of the program, uh, Dr. Sandra Stotsky. She has been in Southern California uh, speaking to folks about and educating them about Common Core. And a new wrinkle that passed last December in the House quite quietly we might add called ESSA so she's here to give us an update on the whole common core and ESSA realm well we need to just set it up a little bit for just a little bit further here is Dr. Stotsky was was led the Massachusetts development of their standards back in the early 2000s that was considered at the time to be the best educational standards in the country for English for English, yes, and I think she led the overall effort. She, her specialty is English, and she can correct right. me if, 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 I'm, if I'm wrong. Then she right. and Dr. Milgram were invited to go on to the Common Core Validation Committee to tell us well, how, how, how to, to verify those supposed standards. And they looked at them and said, "No way, Jose! Are we going to agree to this? Because they're not better; they're worse." And they were they were they refused to sign the confidentiality agreement necessary for that, and they were just expunged from. The record of that of that committee, and since then, they've taken their own time to travel all around the country to try to alert people to the dangers and the problems with Common Core. And we've we've had them on the show before. They've been in SoCal before, and now they're bringing it up to date with this new law, the Aurelian named Every Student Succeeds Act. 
which mm-hmm. is and and why don't you, why don't you tell what well, so why don't you tell us um, what is in ESSA and is is it a good or a bad thing? ESSA is uh, supposedly an update and revision of No Child Left Behind, in theory, without its punitive features, because they got rid of holding the schools accountable in a certain way, uh, annual adequate yearly progress, the AYP, which school people would know would mean that every group had to achieve at a higher level every year. And this wasn't working well. Everyone was supposed to be proficient by 2014, and nobody was going to have a state proficient by 2014. This was to fix everything, but it has tightened the screws, basically, in a way that no one really knows what's in the bill, because one half of the bill seems to contradict the other. And we have Senator Lamar Alexander, who even started yesterday saying that he is concerned about the fact that the bill is being implemented in a way that he did not intend it to be implemented because he was one of the co-sponsors of this ESSSA. And we might, I might add, just so that folks know, this was passed in literally Congress had two days. Uh, House Speaker Paul Ryan brought this bill. Right. They had two days to read it and then vote on it. A thousand, a thousand plus pages. Right, no, 1,200 pages. Right. Nobody read it. Other than Nobody, who, who, of course, could have read it. And even when you try to read it right now, it is so filled with uh, gobbledygook technical language that it isn't clear, and you'd have to be reading it over and over again to realize that one part of the document contradicts another part of the document. So... It will be interpreted as the U.S. ED wants to interpret it. So as I understand it, it basically legitimizes what they've done with Common Core and mandates the federal role in education and setting standards for the, for the states. You have, to, you have to comply with what the federal government wants. Right. You have to submit your own version of whatever standards you think the feds want And then they have a peer review committee that is to be chosen by the federal government, by the USED Secretary of Education, who is now John King. And he is going to make sure that the peer reviewers do their job, which is to make sure that whatever set of standards the state submit for getting their Title I money, those standards are going to be as close to Common Core as possible. What could go wrong? Arnie, Arnie Duncan. What could go wrong? <laughs> right? Arnie. Well, they, one of the twists in this particular bill is to try to curb opt-outs. This has been the Achilles heel of mandated federal and state testing. And one of the longer features and newer features of ESSA uh, is to somehow dump the problem or responsibility for curbing opt-outs on the states with the implicit threat that they will have less money coming to them if they don't get 95% participation of all students. Wow. 
Now, in California, we, we, the parents still have the legal right under California law, if I understand correctly, to opt their children out of the Common Core tests. Right. And actually, every parent has that legal right in every state, no matter what people are told. And state departments in some states are more honest than others. Uh, every parent retains this right that goes back hundreds of years. Parents have always known they could keep a kid home who broke out with measles or they wanted to take the kid out earlier for vacation. Well, they can take their child out for a mandated federal or state test, too. They've always got the right. The problem then becomes if the superintendent has convinced the local school board that there should be penalties for parents who opt out, like making the kid take a makeup test because the parent forgot to opt out the kid from a makeup test, or to somehow require something else and say that if the child doesn't do some essay writing instead of taking the computer-based test, that then the child will not graduate from high school. They're, they're trying all kinds of strategies to intimidate parents and what I am trying to do, and a few others are trying to do, is to let people know that these are all illegal strategies because local superintendents, even state departments of education and state boards of education, cannot set these penalties for parents who opt out. And it's important to understand is these tests are of no benefit to the student or the teacher because they don't get the results. They don't get the results for six to seven months, even though... They are promising to bring in the results sooner. But even so, I have looked at the results of the PARCC, PARC test, which is the counterpart to Smarter Balance, the one that's being used in California. And when you look at the printout of what parents get, because I asked to see something a few months ago to see what parents are getting, they're not getting anything that's useful information that they didn't already know. Teachers are not getting any instructional help or advice whatsoever. So the tests are basically useless from the teacher, the school, the parent point of view. It's the information that's being fed up to the USED for workforce planning or other things that we don't know are in store, depending upon what they do with that part of the test that's called non-cognitive testing of social and emotional learning, which may end up 40%, 50% of the test, and they'll use it to say they're going to close the gaps with it because it's all subjective rating. We will be back with more with Dr. Sandra Stotsky after this message from All-Star Collision, the place to take your car if you have an accident because they are truly the kings of rock and roll. Back after this. When you're on an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For over 20 years, All-Star Collision and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. They offer free pickup and delivery, free estimates, and they're approved by all major insurance companies. They repair aluminum and fiberglass bodies with computerized frame straightening to get your car or truck back to factory spec perfection. You'll have your vehicle back fast and in showroom condition, safety checked, washed and detailed, fluids topped off with a lifetime warranty on paint and repairs. 
So exercise your freedom of choice and call All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll, at 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. 951-279-9161. All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. AM590. The answer. This is Senator Mike Morrell asking you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday at 4 o'clock on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office. We are pleased to uh, have Dr. Sandra Stotsky, a famous educator and a leader in the Common Core Resistance Movement. We're talking about ESSA, the new federal education law. And Arne Duncan, who was then Obama's education secretary, said, quote, I'm stunned at how much better it ended up than either the House or Senate bill going into conference. I had a Democratic congressman say to me that it's a miracle. He's literally never seen anything like it. If you look at the substance of what's there, embedded in the law are the values that we've promoted and proposed forever. The core of our agenda from day one, that's all in there. For the first time in our nation's history, that's the letter of the law, and that's what your Republican Congress passed Yes, and it was both a Republican and Democratic Congress together that passed it because both parties agreed it was a bipartisan piece of legislation. And yes, indeed, somewhere in those 1,000 pages is exactly what the USED wanted. Even though right now there is some question about how you interpret what's in those 1,000 pages, but the USED will interpret it the way they want, and they think they've got it locked up. So, <clears throat> do they really have it locked up? Well, there are revolts against testing taking place all over the country. Over half of Long Island's kids opted out. This, is, this will mean that the test results are invalid. So there are ways parents are trying to undermine what the people who wrote and passed ESSA, E-S-S-A, think ESSA was able to lock up. But they do have a lot of money allocated preschool and for other purposes that will bring about actually not any help for low-income kids, which is one of the things we have to keep in mind. Low-income kids are going to get, in many states, <clears throat> teachers who are not trained adequately to help them become better. They will remain low-achieving kids. So <clears throat> the joke is eventually going to be on the USED. What's the purpose behind this? Is this, is this somehow a misguided effort to improve education and help children, or is it something more nefarious? It's both. It seems to be, for some people an effort to help low-achieving kids. But it is also an effort to unify, centralize American education. And if the people who are behind all of the tightening of the screws are finding out that that's not an easy thing to do because they can't even get the tests to be the same tests across the country that would have the same scores for passing that would mean the same thing. So the big joke ultimately be will be on them, but we will have a completely damaged public school system, which is already happening. 
Bill, Bill Gates, who was one of the motivating forces behind Common Core, was quoted as saying uh, something to the effect of, we won't know for at least 10 years whether the Common Core experiment is really working. And this is the thing that bothers me most about this education, quote unquote, standard and curriculum is that this was sold to the American people as something that would work. There was absolutely no testing, no no, uh, validity behind any history of whether or not this this was a giant experiment foisted on the American people. And that's one of the things I object mostly to this. It was never done in a small little group. It was never proven to work this is a big giant pilot testing right pilot testing okay yes and and so go ahead the 10 years is by the time you have 10 years of anything that is probably what's motivating gates's mentioning of 10 years no one's going to know whatever took place beforehand in california for example no one's ever going to remember that you had far better standards in every area that you've junked for inferior standards and the kids are all being dumbed down in 10 years your teachers will have been dumbed down who's going to remember what it was like to have a truly academic curriculum that's what the angle is they, the common core proponents tell us how wonderful and higher, higher standards these things are both Democrat and Republican but you had a great exchange with Jason Zimba who was the chief writer of the math Common Core standards, right. in which he acknowledges that when they say college ready, they mean minimally college ready, not an elite college that most of the many kids want to try to get into, and not for math, engineering, technology, and science. No STEM preparation, even though we are constantly being told we need to do more for STEM. It's very difficult for all of us to deal with people who talk out of both sides of their mouth and say the opposite things. And this is what's been going on for five years, and it will continue. We are doing this to improve education. Kids are learning to think more deeply. The test items tap deeper learning, better learning, when there's no evidence that they're learning anything worthwhile learning at all. But who's going to know if all of the testing has been dumbed down or aligned to Common Core, which gets to college admission tests, like SAT and ACT, they have all been aligned or dumbed down to Common Core so that when kids go to college, if they have an agreement, which is what was part of Race to the Top's application, so that kids who pass the so-called college readiness test get accepted and can take all their freshman courses for credit. They don't have to have remediation no matter where they are and this this is is going to cost a fortune and in addition to the testing and 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 right now common core just covers english and math can you imagine what's going to happen to history content throughout this country in terms of dumbing that it's history's already dumbed down and it's already dumbed down they're taking out western civ the constitutional period anything that has american nationalism as a country of its own, you're noticing even in Common Core standards, there's hardly a mention of the fact that there's American literature as well as a body of British literature behind it for us to understand. So 
the memory of the students will not be there in 10 years. Our teachers, to know what it is they have jumped. As George Orwell said, he who controls the past controls the future. He who controls the present controls the past. And we have more with Dr. Stotsky after, again, this message from All-Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of wreck and roll. Back after this. When you're on an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For over 20 years, All-Star Collision and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. They offer free pickup and delivery, free estimates, and they're approved by all major insurance companies. They repair aluminum and fiberglass bodies with computerized frame straightening to get your car or truck back to factory spec perfection. You'll have your vehicle back fast and in showroom condition, safety checked, washed and detailed, fluids topped off with a lifetime warranty on paint and repairs. So exercise your freedom of choice and call All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll at 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. 951-279-9161. All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. AM590. The answer. Welcome back to the Unite Inland Empire radio program. We're talking to Dr. Sandra Stotsky. She was uh, the individual responsible for creating the, uh, the the highly recognized Massachusetts English curriculum for primary education. She is now going around the country educating parents and communities about the dangers and risks of this new Common Core and its companion law that was just passed last December, ESSA. But at the root of all of this is some 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 really dark stuff. Greg, you had a question you wanted to open up yeah. the segment with. You mentioned in our, in our first segment here about the uh, non-cognitive emotional learning and has, how that's part of the test. Is It's not just math and history biased or dumbed down as it is, but they're going into this emotional, cognitive, and attitudinal area of monitoring and teaching and trying to indoctrinate the children. Right. They are going into soft skills, as we call them, which can be subjectively evaluated by somebody, and it's not clear who is going to do that. But if 40%, and this is what I'm told is going to be part of the California testing score, if 40% of a child's score comes from these social and emotional dimensions of the child's character, then you can close gaps, which is one of the favorite mantras used, that's been used very quickly among groups because you can look for tenacity and grit and discover or come to the conclusion that it isn't there in some kids, it's there in other kids, and who's going to know what it means anyway? So this is a new area that has been used to actually weaken or get rid of academic achievement. So Johnny doesn't know math, can't read, can't write very well, but he has the right attitude. But he attitudes. has tenacity and grit. <laughs> wow. But there's an even darker side of this, because if, if through this testing it's determined that this child has some behavioral issues, uh, that can follow them all the way through life now with this giant databasing that I'm understanding into even whether or not this person has the psychological makeup to own a gun. 
It could be. And it could be used to shape what career this per, this child will be guided to. A lot of things. We, we don't know. This is an unknown future. We don't know how this data will be used, what it will be used for. The agenda has not been made very clear yet for good reasons. A related point is they are collecting a lot of personal data and information about the children and their families as part of this and passing that on to the federal government. Right. That's taking place, the personal data collection, but the trying out of different instruments that can gather information about a child's well-being or emotional responses to questions or different kinds of situations. We don't know where we're going with this. It's quite frightening, and parents may not have much of an idea because they're not being asked or being allowed to give permission. What should citizens and parents do in response to ESSA and Common Core and this whole and this agenda that you're talking about? They're at a local level, they should be running for local office and finding out what they can, if they can. This may seem like pie in the sky, but there are more people now beginning to run all across the country, local school boards, to start getting a better handle on what their own administration is doing under the suggestions of the State Department of Ed. A lot of this is coming from State Departments of Ed, by the way, who are acting as the puppets of the USED. And there is a role for a governor in this where you have a governor-appointed Board of Ed, what kind of people are appointed there, how do they look into it, and how do they make sure this information is being teased out so that they're advising parents who should be trying to opt their kids out of the test. That, of course, is what I started earlier to say that homeschooling is one thing and there are more homeschooling aids developing for homeschooling parents, but it's still a very small proportion of the kids in this country. Opting out is something that wipes out a lot of the testing validity that would support the kind of workforce shaping and developing that's going on. So parents can vote with their feet, so to speak, with the bodies of their children, just remove them from the school in one way or another, at least from the test. Thank you so much for being with us, Dr. Stotsky. Thank you for the enduring effort that you're engaged in going around the country. We appreciate you and your energy and your background. Thank you very much. This has been the Unite IE Radio program, coming to you every Saturday at 4 p.m. Back next week. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.